Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoy this message from our Sunday sermon series, Prayer Life Matters. It's a series on prayer, and we're joining churches all over Paramount to talk about prayer. Prayer moves the hand of God, so let's take our seat. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your giving and your generosity. What a blessing. Are you glad to be in the house of God? I'm going to have you do this. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time right now. That's right. So I believe that. We want to welcome everyone. We're glad you're here. But uh, we're in a new series this morning, and uh, it's called uh, Prayer Life Matters. And this particular prayer series, um, I've got together with a number of pastors here in the city of Paramount, different denominations, different uh, places that they come from. But we come together to pray, and uh, we pray for our city. And we decided we wanted to do a prayer series together. So all of our Christian churches here in Paramount are on this series on prayer. And we also have a book, if you want to read uh, a book called uh, uh, experiencing prayer with Jesus. You can pick one up on the way out. And uh, a lot of what we're talking about is based on the prayer of Jesus and the many times that he prayed and as an example. So I, I believe it will encourage you uh, to take some time to pray. I know that uh, Pastor Rudy mentioned uh, the new life class that's coming on Sunday. Now, that's 630 at night, not 630 in the morning, okay? We're going to be here at 630 at night on Sunday. And uh, it'll be our first class together for if you're new uh, and uh, to our church and you want to know what we're about, our vision, come. And uh, also you get to, uh, I'll get to get to know you and, and uh, have some time with you there as well. So any new folks that want to come, you can. Sunday night, 630 uh, on Sunday, next Sunday. It'll be a great, great time. So are you ready for the Word of God today? And so this morning... I'm going to talk about hearing God's voice. How many want to hear the voice of God? Now, you, you may be sitting out there and go, man, that's weird. Can somebody hear the voice of God? Is it possible to hear the voice of God? Is God speaking? And I'm here to tell you today, it may sound weird to you, but God is speaking all the time. In fact, there are many ways in which God speaks. We just don't recognize his voice or we're just not tuned in to his voice. And as we get into this message this morning, I'm going to illustrate to you the many ways that God speaks to us and the many ways that God is speaking to us and how you can tune in to the voice of God and to what God wants to say to your life. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, back in 1966, Time Magazine came out with an article, and on the cover of Time Magazine, the cover simply said, Is God Dead? And the reason why that Time Magazine said that during that time in 1966, there was a number of things that were going on in the United States that were very chaotic. We had the hippie movement that was happening. We had the civil rights movement that was happening. And we also had the Vietnam War. It was pretty chaotic. 
Of course, if you know anything about the hippie movement, uh, everybody was on LSD. It was psychedelic time, and, and uh, uh, you know, people were just uh, having sex everywhere. They didn't care who, what. They, 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 uh, they went against the government. They went against any kind of law and order. And so Time Magazine basically put this article out to say, is God dead? Basically, look at the state of, of our country. God must be dead. And so they, the very next morning, they, when that article came out or when that magazine came out, they went to go visit uh, Billy Graham, and they asked him this question, is God dead? And Billy Graham said, are you kidding me? I just talked to him this morning. Amen. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? How is God dead? But what's really incredible is that people begin to pray after that article came out. And people begin to get a hold of God. And five years later, Time Magazine came out with an article in 1971. And on the cover of the magazine, it said, Jesus Revolution, a spiritual awakening in the United States. Prayer changes things. I want you to know that. And it was out of that movement that many people gave their life to Jesus. Many uh, Calvary Chapel, if you're familiar with them, uh, many of those hippies got baptized uh, right there in Huntington Beach. And many of them are pastors. Greg Laurie was one of them. And a number of people that, that got saved and gave their life to Christ as this movement of God began to move across the United States because people begin to pray. And there's something about prayer, and I want to just say this to you, prayer changes things. I said prayer changes things. And I, I want to say to you that all of us need to have a relationship with Christ. This is what we emphasize here today. I, I appreciate people coming to church, and I encourage you, keep coming. But more than anything is my desire, and I believe the Word of God emphasizes that God wants to have a relationship with you personally. You can know God personally, and you can have a personal relationship with him where you talk to God, and God speaks back to you. The reality is this, God, or you are more spiritual than you even understand. And you may say, well, I'm not that spiritual. Well, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. You are more spiritual than you realize. And I'm going to read you a verse of scripture out of 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 through 12. It says, who knows the thoughts that another person has? Only a person's spirit that lives within him knows his thoughts. It is the same with God. No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now, we did not receive the spirit of the world, but we received the spirit that is from God so that we can know all that God has given us. So I'm going to pray as we get into this message. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Your word is powerful. Your word today is relevant. It applies to every area of our lives today. And so, God, as we sit in this room, I pray that you'll just bring revelation, that your word will come alive in hearts today, that you'll quicken things in the hearts of people as they hear your voice behind the voice today. I pray for the anointing of your spirit as I declare the word. And, Lord, I pray today, minister to people wherever they're at right now sitting in this room in Jesus' name, and the people said, amen and amen. You may have noticed, uh, I, I'm not here to point him out, but uh, we welcome Brother Sergio here. This is Nally's brother right here. 
And, and I noticed in the first service, he stands up every time I read the scripture. And that's part of his culture where you come from, from his church, I'm sure. And he reverences God every time. So don't let him distract you, okay? He's going to stand because that's part of what they do in his church, and that's what he practices. So I'll let him stand. Man, did you know that in the book of Ezra, they stood for half a day when the pastor got up and preached? The people stood up for half a day. So I'm not going to make you stand, okay? But, <laughs> but so don't let him. He, he stands out of his reverence for the word of God. So every time I read a scripture, you'll notice he stands. And uh, I, I appreciate that. Amen. People, people have a reverence for God's word. But here's what I want to say to you. I said this last week, I believe, and I want to say this to you today. The loudest voice in this room is not me. The loudest voice in the room is you. And I said this last week that uh, a person can speak about 300 words a minute, but you speak to yourself 1,200 words a minute. So what happens is what I'm saying to you, you talk to yourself about what I'm saying to you. In other words, you're processing what I'm saying to you. You're saying, I don't know, okay, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, 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 that's 1,200 words a minute that you're saying to yourself. So you're the loudest voice in the room. So loud many times that you can't hear the voice of God because you're talking to yourself so much because you're processing so many things in your mind over what I'm saying, over what's going on, that when God does want to speak to you, you can't hear him. And I want to say to you today that God is speaking all the time. We're just not tuned in to his voice. Now, many of you may not be my age, but maybe you may be close to my age or a little older. You may have remembered the portable radio. How many remember this portable radio? I grew up on the portable radio, and uh, we called it the transistor radio when I was young. And, uh, you know, you may have remembered the boom box after that, and, and you know, you were just kind of, you know, walking around like that. You were really cool if you had the boom box. This is kind of a modern radio, and, uh, but we had the, the little radios, and, and that was like the coolest thing. It was, like, it was like the iPhone, and when the iPod came out, when the transistor radio came out, you can, you can listen to it, and you didn't have to listen to your parents' music and all that, because uh, anytime you listen to that music, that had to be in the living room with that big old thing that looked like a TV and all that together. But now you had this little re- transistor radio, and you could hear your own music, uh, the unique thing about the, the portable radio, transistor radio, is that you always had to make sure you tuned in to the right station. And so I'm going to turn this on here. And I don't know if you can hear it or not. You hear all that static? And so you would have to dial it in a little bit. Absolutely free information kit. Oh, wow. Hey, look at that. The last one had the Word of God preaching, Okay. And the reason why I tell you that is with the transistor radio, there used to be like a little dial, and you had to kind of dial in to the right frequency. Because how many understand, as we're sitting here, there are airwaves all over this place. There are airwaves outside, no matter where you go. And, and so if you can dial in to the right frequency, you can hear what's on the other end. In other words, you got to be able to tune into that frequency. And if you were on a radio or on a transistor radio, if you got on a station. And the unique thing was always, whenever I got in the car with my dad or my brothers back then, they, they had the radio. And then if you were upgrade, you had an 8-track tape. How many remember the 8-track tape? Yeah, so right on. We remember. Some of you people go, 8-track tape? What is that? 
We had the A-tracks, man. You put the A-track. You had to have a stack of those things, and you put them in. And then, and then the cassette, some of you don't even know what a cassette is, but when the cassette came out, you were, you were really happening then, man. It was awesome. But anyway, uh, on the radio, you had to tune in. And even if you had it on the, right, on the right frequency the day before, you can get in your car the next day and turn it on, and you still have to kind of play with it to get on the right tune. How many understand what I'm saying? And, it would, and if you didn't, you would hear the static that you're hearing today. Now, what I'm trying to convey to you today is God is speaking all the time, but we're not tuned in. You're not dialed in. You're on the wrong station. You're listening to something else. It could be other things are clogging that information, but if you tuned in to the right frequency, to the right airway, you would hear what's on the other end. And so God is constantly trying to speak to our lives. He's trying to say something to us. But again, we're not on the right station or we're too loud. Like I said earlier before, we're talking to ourselves so loud that we can't hear the voice that God is trying to speak to us in so many different ways. In Job chapter 33, verse 14, God does speak, it says, sometimes one way and sometimes another, even though people may not understand it. So God is speaking in several different ways. In fact, in the Bible, God spoke so many different ways. Uh, He spoke audibly. Now, that was awesome when you can hear the audible voice of God. Samuel, when he was a young man, he heard the audible voice of God. God said, Samuel, and he said, man, is Eli the priest calling me? He went to Eli. He goes, did you call me? He goes, no. He went back to sleep, and again, he went to Eli. Did you call me? No. And finally, Eli told him, you're hearing the voice of God. Next time you hear, you just say, yes, Lord. Sure enough, Samuel was sleeping, and the voice came out, Samuel, and he goes, yes, Lord. Your servant is hearing. Amen. I'm listening now. He didn't even realize it was the audible voice of God. Other other places, God spoke through angels. Uh, Another place, God spoke through a burning bush. Man, out of a pillar of fire. And believe it or not, one day God spoke out of a donkey, man. He used a donkey. And God is using donkeys today. I'm just, uh, believe it, no, I'm just kidding. What I'm saying to you this morning is God will use anything to speak to our life. We just have to tune in. We just got to begin to listen to what God is saying. And so the shocking thing is most of us think, man, it's impossible for God to speak. But I'm here to tell you that God does speak. And the number one way that God speaks, are you ready for this? Write this down. He speaks through us, to us through the Bible. Say the Bible. The Bible is the number one way that God speaks to our lives. In fact, the scripture says this. I love what it says, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our life. It corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people for every, every good work. So most of us this morning have a Bible. You have it electronically. But how many remember this right here? A book, right? This is the Bible. Remember on the coffee table, you might have had one. And a lot of us today, I, I, I used to, I have a lot of these. Uh, uh, I have a lot of these. I have the Bible, many of these. The problem now is that, uh, that I open them up, the, the letters got small. I don't know what happened. Somebody shrank them. 
and I'm just having a hard time reading this, so I have to read out of an electronic uh, tablet there. In fact, my sermon, if you've seen the font, it's, it's at number 20 right now. It's not like 10 or 12. It's number 20. I mean, it's got to be big, and so I, I, I can't even read half the letters here anymore. I, go, I can't believe somebody gave me this. They should have gave me large print knowing I was going to get older, but here we got this Bible, and of course, you can go on your Bible lap, and you could read your Bible. And there's something about the scriptures that basically the Bible says the word has been inspired by God. They're just not a nice collection of great stories and a nice collection of great words. But when it says inspired by God, the Greek literally says God breathed. In other words, that means the Bible has been absolutely reliable. It has been inspired by God. You can count on it to help you, to guide you, to correct you, and comfort you. Now, let me just say a few things about why this Bible is so unique because many people say, well, that's just a book. Well, I want to tell you something very unique about that book. That book has been written over a period of 1,500 years by 40 different authors that most of them never knew each other, by different occupations of authors. Some of them were fishermen. Some of them were kings. Others were doctors. uh, Others were farmers. uh, Over 1,500 years, that's 50 generations. Some of them never, ever met each other or knew each other. Yet when you read the Bible, what you're going to find is they are consistent 100% consistent about who God is. There is no contradiction from one to another. When you read the Bible, you're going to see the consistency in that. And the reason why that is unique, no other book exists like it because you can go, I can send you to the library on one subject and tell you, go to the library with, with, uh, uh, go get 10 different books from 10 different authors about the same subject, and I can guarantee you that each of them will not agree with the other. One will, may, they may agree on some point, but the rest of it, they're going to have a different opinion. If I told you to get a book on the same subject that was written 200 years ago, and from, from 200 years from now, I can tell you they will be vastly different. But yet, The scripture, over 1,500 years, for it to be consistent the way it is, it is uniquely inspired by God. Somebody say amen. Now, if you say to yourself, well, God never speaks to me, the reason why is because you don't read the Bible. If you begin to read the Bible, you'll begin to hear God's voice. The Bible says in the book of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our lives are encouraged, our faith is enlarged when we begin to hear God's word, when we begin to read God's word. This is why I encourage people, you know what, every day you should set a time to read the Bible. Now, most of us say, well, I ain't got an hour. Okay, why don't you carve out five minutes a day just to read the Bible, just five minutes a day. If you could just move it up, man, if you're really feeling good, ten minutes a day, okay, if, if you did that, I would guarantee you, if you did that for 30 days, if you just read the Bible either from 5 minutes to 10 minutes on a daily basis, I will tell you that God will begin to speak to you. I guarantee it. If at the end of 30 days, at the, by the end of September, you don't come up to me and go, well, you know, no change, God didn't speak to me, then I, I will tell you you're lying because I'm going to tell you, if you read it for 5 to 10 minutes daily, it will change your life. You'll begin to see the voice of God. You'll begin to hear the voice of God for just that moment. 
See, the reason why it's so powerful and why prayer is so powerful, and, and as we pray and as we read, God begins to speak to us. Listen to me. If I told you, and, I, and again, I'm not listening to, I'm not going to ask you whether you like the president or not, but if I were to tell you, you know, President Trump, and let's just throw them all in, President Obama, uh, Bush, Bill Clinton, all four of them were at City Hall at 6 in the morning tomorrow, and you could sit down and talk to each of them for five minutes. You can give them your opinion. Now, how many of you would say, man, I'll be there? I, you mean I'd be able to have ten minutes with them? Yeah, five minutes with each of them. You can give me your opinion, you know, share your po political view, whatever you wanted to do. Most of us would say, I'll be there. Probably not going to happen. I'm just kind of putting it out there. But can I tell you that you can meet with God every day at six in the morning, and the God of the universe will meet with you. You can take a moment just if you prayed for five minutes. If you read the word for five minutes and you prayed for five, just, to, just for, for 30 days every day, it will change your life. The great thing is you don't even have to leave your house. You can walk in your pajamas to your living room, sit on your lazy boy, and read for five minutes. I mean, we do more on Facebook. Some of you look at your screen time. You know, you're guilty. Your screen time, you can look on your thing. It'll show you how long you're on your screen. Why don't you just do five minutes with God? Five minutes on the Bible. Five minutes in prayer. It will transform your life completely. This is what I'm talking about because, see, a lot of people say, well, I don't hear from God. That means you're not reading the Bible. The greatest way that you can hear the voice of God and you can hear God's direction for your life is if you begin to read the Bible. It doesn't matter uh, what translation, but I would recommend some of the more mo modern translation because some of the old translation, the language is a lot different. The these, the thou, the these, thou. I'm thinking, my goodness, how many these and thou did there? Amen. I just can't read all of that. But there, there are some great versions. The New Living Translation is a great version. There's some of you, the ERV, you know what ERV means? Easy to read version. That's what that means. I read that every day, easy to read. I need ERV, man. Give me some ERV. And it's the easy to read version, and basically it, it, it breaks it down. It takes all the these and thous out, and it gives you, you'll, be, uh, uh, you'll easily be able to read it. And again, this is our manual for life. If you have a vehicle, all of us get a manual in your vehicle, right? And in that manual, it says you need to put oil in your car. You need to put coolant in your car. You need to check your tires, right? Check the air on your tires. If you don't follow this manual, your car is gonna, engine is going to get under stress. Your car is eventually going to break down. The reason why many of your lives are under stress and you're going to break down, are you listening to me? Because you're not reading the manual. You're not reading God's word. You don't get enough God's word in you. And so what you want is you want to come on Sunday and to get all your feeling for the week, and it's not going to work. It's like how many, if you fasted for a whole week and you came to eat on Sunday, man, your stomach will start hurting, right? Because, like, man, I only, you know, you, some of you are fasting God's word the whole week, and then you want me to feed it to you, and you need to read the Bible yourself. Are you listening to me? I encourage you to read the Bible yourself. Why fast the whole week? Why the only time we read the Bible is in church? Why don't you take five minutes of your day, ten minutes of your day, and begin to read it? And I can guarantee you, you'll begin to hear the voice of God. You'll begin to get challenged. You'll begin to read areas and say, hey, that, that's about me. That's right. It is about you. Man, this is what I need to do. That's correct. That God's trying to speak to you.
There are areas in your life that God tries to minister to you. Number two, are you ready? God speaks to us through gifted teachers and gifted ministers this morning. In other words, God uses a person to minister to us. Now, have you ever sat in church and felt like the pastor was speaking to you? Like right now? You felt like, man, he's speaking to me. I mean, man, it's like, man, you're talking to me. I, I've been in church where that happened, where you feel like, man, it looked like he's speaking to me. I, in fact, I had a, a guy come to our church, and he still comes, I should say, and he was coming to our church, and he first started coming. His wife started coming first, I should say, and then she invited him to church. And so he said the first day that he came, you know, he was kind of reluctant, but he kind of came, okay, I'm going to come to church, all right. You know, you keep bugging me, I'll come. And so she, he came, he sat right with his wife, and all of a sudden I started preaching, and he said, oh, that's how it is. And she said, what? He goes, you told him about me. You told him what I was doing, huh? And she goes, what are you talking about? And he's all mad at her, like, oh, I'm going to get you. I can't believe you did this. He was so mad talking under his breath. He was mad at me because apparently I collaborated with his wife that when he gets here, we're going to preach to him and, and I'm going to talk about his life. And so she said, no, that's not true. And so he, he reluctantly came the second Sunday and again. He goes, oh, yeah, twice already you got me. Twice yet. I'm, I'm serious. He was so mad. He was mad at me. He was upset at me. And, and I didn't even know he was Apparently I knew all of his life. But see, the reality is I didn't know anything about that. That was God's word exposing things in his life. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to him. And he was blaming me. See, I want to just say to you that God speaks to us through somebody else. Look at what Paul the Apostle said in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. When we preach to you, you didn't think of the word that being just our own, but you accepted it at the very word of God which, of course, it was, and it changed our lives. That is so incredible. He said, when we came to you, you guys didn't accept it as, your own, as my own word, but you accepted it as God's very word. And he said, of course, it was, and it changed your life. In other words, we're just a mouthpiece. Whoever it may be that's behind this pulpit and God has anointed to preach the word of God, God uses their voice, but it's the voice Behind the voice, hallelujah. I know my wife told you it's her, but it's the Holy Spirit. Most of you remember my wife came up, she said, I'm the voice behind the voice. And I'm thinking, I didn't even know that. But here we now, we all now got a revelation of that. But here, here's the truth, guys, is that we hear the voice behind the voice. The Holy Spirit uses that person to speak a word. I, I remember sitting in church one day, and I just a young man, and the pastor began to preach, and he said, are you going to waste your life, or are you going to make your life count for God? Are you going to waste your life just accumulating things, or is your life going to affect the lives of others? And I sat there, and like, boom, like he hit me in the forehead. I said, bam. I go, that's me. God's speaking to me right now. And he said, you're going to make a difference? And I'm thinking, my goodness, he's talking to me. And I just felt like God got a hold of me that day, and God from that moment changed my life. He changed the direction I was going in from that moment on. And I thought to myself, what, what if I didn't ever show up to church that day? What if I had missed that message? That's why coming to church is so important. You know, if you would have told me 30 years ago that I was going to be a pastor, 
I told you, you're crazy. I mean, I, I had a promising career being a rock star, man. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I don't know what I had promising. But anyway, I responded to the call of God. I felt the call of God at that moment. And see, a lot of us this morning, we're sitting there, and we're not realizing that God does speak through other people, and God does speak through a minister many times, and we don't realize how important it is to, to come to church and to be a part because that's where God is trying to build our faith. Now, you may be sitting out there, are you saying that God speaks through you? And I'm going to say 100%, I have no doubt about it. Yes, I don't deserve it. Can I, can I just raise it up another place? God speaks through you. That's right. Not just me. God speaks through you. There are times when people have come to you probably, I'm sure. And if you're a believer in Christ and someone's come to you for advice or they come to you for, uh, you know, for a problem and you just, it just came, you just had the words for them. You just had the right advice. And it almost came natural to you. You didn't think it was, and the person said, man, what you said. And they'll come back a month later, what you said that day changed my life. What you said that day made so much sense and totally changed the direction I was going in because God used your voice that day. Now, you may say, well, that was just a natural thing. No, no, you are naturally supernatural. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you why. What does supernatural mean? God puts his super on your natural. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's how you become supernatural. Yes, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. See, when, I, when I'm up here preaching, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. He anoints the word. I, my prayer is before every time I minister is, God, I want to be able to minister to whoever shows up on Sunday that, God, your word will make sense to them. And you'll speak into their heart that they'll get something from it, whether it's half a sermon, whether it's just one word, or whether the whole thing applies to you. Whatever it may be that you'll walk out saying, you know what, I believe God's speaking to me about some areas in my life. There's some things I need to get going. There's some things I need to stop doing. And there's some things I need to start doing. Am I right? There's some areas, sometimes what the Bible does is when we start hearing God's word, it's like almost like a spotlight, man. It's like, like a spotlight came out on you, and all of a sudden, it spotlighted an area in your life that said, man, I, I need to fix this. I need to change this. God's speaking to me about this area because God uses gifted ministers and people. Even as I come on, on many times on Wednesday nights, as I'm, we have several of our pastors that minister, some of our disciples. In fact, this coming uh, Wednesday, we have a guest speaker uh, from Huntington Park. He's going to start a church in Houston. His name is Mondo Calvary. He's going to minister here Wednesday. I want you to come and listen to him, young man. And uh, he, he's going, he's starting out a church in Houston, Texas. And, I, of course, uh, Rudy's going to San Antonio, Texas. So we're taking Texas. Man, no X's in Texas, right? That's right. Hallelujah. I said I got in trouble last time. Thank God. There's an, anyway, we're going to go to Texas, and we want to take that area for Christ. And, uh, but as I'm sitting there on a Wednesday night, and listening to guest speakers and some of our guys, God speaks to me. I'm hearing what they're saying. I may even be familiar with the story that they're sharing. I may be familiar with that verse of scripture, but there's always something that that person, that God's anointed them, that really begins to minister to me. The Bible says this, 2 Corinthians 2.13. 
We do not speak in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit as we explain spiritual truths. So when somebody that is gifted begins to speak, they're not talking on their own human behalf, but they're speaking on behalf of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? That's why I encourage you, don't just come to church on Sunday. Come to church on Wednesday during the week. Get, get in a connect group on Friday night. Come on, that's good. So that you can get a lot of that word in you. And get something because I believe you will always leave with something in your heart. Because a lot of us this morning, let's just be honest. We always say, I need God to speak to me. God is speaking. You're not listening. You're not positioning yourself to listen to what God is trying to say. Because you're too busy doing other things. Right? You're, 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 on, you're on the wrong channel. You're on the static channel. You know what the static channel is? A bunch of stuff, that useless stuff that we get involved in. Useless stuff that's not going to help us in eternity. How many of us, we, we listen to the news, some of us, not just one, three or four times a day. Why do you have to be so updated on all the bad news? I mean, I just don't understand it. And yet, you, 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 you don't know what the future holds. You don't know anything about your past spiritual inheritance, like in the Word of God. You're not familiar with that, but you want to be familiar with what's currently going on right now, huh? And then you wonder why you're so stressed out, why you're mad at everybody. Could you just listen to the bad news? Did you know the Bible is the gospel and the gospel means good news? How many want some good news, man? Read the Bible. That's the good news. Fill your life with that. Instead of filling your life with all the static and all the junk that's out there, we got to make a choice every day to say, okay, I'm going to take some time. Listen to me. I really want to challenge you. Take some time to read the Bible. It'll help your pastor from a lot of conflict, honestly. Uh, you know, sometimes people come to me and I go, Are you, do you not know what the Bible says? I mean, the, the Bible says don't do this. Did you know that? I mean, you should have just read that. And I don't, you didn't have to come and take an hour or talk to me about it. I could just show you in the Bible. That's what it says. Oh, it's in the Bible. Yes, it's in the Bible. If you'd been reading. Anyway, I don't even know why I'm saying that. I want, I want to share with you today that if you'll read some of it, it will save you a lot of pain and trouble. It will save you a lot of stress in your life if you got into the word of God. The third thing, are you ready for this? God speaks to us by spiritual impressions in our hearts and in our mind. And you may be saying, how is that possible? How many know that God is the creator? The reason why you're creative is because God is creative. You are made in the image of God. And so God impresses things in your mind. Those good ideals that you have, that wisdom, that knowledge, that's all been impressed by God. God gave you that creativity. God gave you those good ideals that you have. You didn't think of them yourself. God made you. He wired you so that you could be creative. You ever been around somebody that just creative? They could just figure out things like, man, I'm stuck here. They go, oh, dude, I, I figured this out. Check this out. Move here. Get out of the way. Let me just show you how to do this. And you go, my goodness, they, they could just figure things out. You know, me, I got to read the instructions, man. You, you, you give me, like, a desk and how to put it together. Have you ever been around people? They're just creating, oh, yeah, just move this over here. I go, dude, I mean, don't, why don't we read? Not, we, don't, we don't need to read that. I'll show you how to do this. This thing goes over here. That I go, my goodness, how do you know that? They just know. They just have the creativity. Are you with me? 
And so the Bible talks about the creativity that he's made us and designed us in. And all of us this morning, the Holy Spirit was speaking to our heart. He was speaking to our mind. Look at what it says in John chapter 14, verse 26. The Holy Spirit will be your teacher and will bring to your mind all that I've said to you. In other words, he brings things into your mind. He bring, He puts an impression into your mind this morning. And many times uh, he'll show you things. Maybe you'll get a word picture. Maybe you'll just get a word. And those things are from God. A lot of, a lot of brilliant ideals are birthed when God put those ideals in you. I know a lot of people this morning that, man, God birthed that ideal in them. So this is why I got a brain up here. See this brain? In fact, in fact, we had a doctor here earlier this morning, and she said, that's not the color of a brain. She said, that has, that's too red. She said, basically, a brain looks more like matter, like, like a flesh. And so I said, really? She said, yeah. And she goes, I'll bring a brain to you. So you go, I go, What? I go, you're going to bring a brain? And we were, we're talking. She's sitting right here. I mean, are you going to bring a real brain? She goes, oh, yeah. I go, are you going to bring it in the jar? She goes, no, I'll just bring it right there. I'm thinking, <laughs> I think we got to talk about that. I, I like to see a brain but in a jar and, like, fluid. I don't want you to hand me a brain like this. And the, But the reason why I have this brain in my hand is I want to give you an example that God impresses things on your brain. He gives you ideals. He impresses things on you this morning that you couldn't have come up by yourself. And a lot of us this morning, we want to take all the credit. But can I honestly tell you, God's the one that gave you those ideals. God's the one that impressed those things on you. So even financial ideals, you, you think you're so brilliant. God's the one that gave you that creativity. God's the one that designed you that way. And so there's two extremes. Are you ready for this? When it comes to impressions, uh, I want to give you some guidance. Two extremes. One extreme is this. We're too rational. In other words, we don't believe that God can speak and impress things in us. And so, therefore, you dismiss many times when God's speaking to you. Oh, that's not God. That's just me. And you don't realize that God's trying to give you a warning. God's trying to give you some guidance. But we'll dismiss it because we're too rational. In other words, we don't believe in the Holy Spirit. We don't believe that the Spirit of God can speak to our lives. And so we dismiss it, and, and we become too rational. That is, the, that is a bad extreme because you're going to miss moments where God wants to speak to you. The other extreme is you're way over spiritual. God's speaking to you about everything. Oh, God told me to go to church today. No, God told me to stay home. God told me to get in the car. God, God didn't tell you all of that. You don't need to pray about coming to church. That's just obedience. You ought to just come anyway. It's not just because God told you. Well, God told me not to pay my taxes. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> because the Bible teaches us to pay our taxes. In fact, Jesus paid his taxes. Are you hearing me? He said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar. Render the man the things that are man. And render to God the things that are God. So it wouldn't have been God to tell you not to pay your taxes because whenever God gives you an impression, it has to line up with the word of God. Are you hearing me? So we can go to another extreme where we're over spiritual and we think every moment God has to speak to us and God, God told me to spend this money. No, he didn't. Now you're bankrupt. Now you're, you're trying to blame God. God didn't tell you those things. Are you with me? So God this morning, whenever, how do we know when God is really speaking? Number one, are you ready for this? It lines up with the word of God. In other words, it always has to agree with the Bible. 
God's not going to tell you something that doesn't agree with the Bible. Are you hearing me? Well, God told me to leave my wife and, and, and uh, find this 20-year-old and hook up with this bimbo. No, that's not what God told you. That's wrong. It doesn't line up with the word of God. Are you hearing me? He didn't tell you to leave your family. He didn't tell you to get divorced. That contradicts the Bible. So when someone tries to tell you, God told me this about you, and it doesn't line up in, with the Bible, don't listen to them. They're foolish. It doesn't line up with the word of God. Oh, some of you are out there looking at me mad, but I'm being honest with you. Luke 21, 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So God's word will never violate the Bible. God will never ignore his word or cause you to disobey his word because of an impression. So if you have an impression, but it's not in line up with the word of God, can I tell you something? That is not God impressing that on you. When God inspires this morning, are you listening to me? When God inspires you, it lines up with the word of God. An inspiration is from God. A temptation is from the devil. Are you with me? If he's tempting you to do wrong, that's not an inspiration. That's a temptation. So you need to know what the word of God says, and you need to make sure that's in alignment with God's word, and it goes along with what he's saying. Are you ready? Number four, are you ready for this? Number four, and most of you are not going to like this, but God speaks through pain. Say pain. Yep. Some people that are in your pain, no, no, I'm saying, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes we live our lives and they're painful moments, and we're wondering, man, how can God be in this? Now, I'm not saying that God put that together. I'm saying God allowed it, and even in your most painful moments, God can speak to you. Are you listening to me? I've got this crutch over here. And you can find yourself wounded and hurt. And you say, how can God speak to me in my wound? How can God speak to me in my pain? How is it possible that God could speak to me in my hurt? Well, I have found, let me just tell you this, that whenever I'm in pain, whenever I'm hurting, or I'm the most wounded, I am the most focused on God I've ever been. How many can say amen to that? You have probably never prayed more than you've ever prayed than when, you're, when you're, you're in pain and you're hurting. Man, when you're in pain and hurting, I'm telling you, you are praying every day, aren't you? You don't miss church. You're reading the Bible every day. You're asking God for a miracle. Why is that? Because pain will cause you to get in tune with God. Now, I'm not saying that God caused the pain. I'm not saying that God wants you to hurt. I'm saying to you that God will use the pain so that you can focus on him. Can you say amen? amen. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. How many can say amen to that? I'm not saying every ache, every pain is from God. What I'm saying is that every ache and every painful moment God can use that to cause us to focus on him. Have you ever lost a loved one that you love so much and you're wondering why? Causes you to pray and seek God, doesn't it? Something happened, a tragedy in your life, causes you to seek God, doesn't it? Causes you to really begin to get a hold of God and say, God, I don't understand why, but I'm going to trust you today. It causes you to trust God more than ever before. And then God will use your moment 
to help somebody else in that moment. So God uses the pain to help somebody else out. How many have ever been flat on your back and say, man, it took me getting flat on my back and in a hospital to finally realize I need God. I know a lot of people, man, they, 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 they didn't want to humble themselves. And all of a sudden, they found themselves flat on their back and say, man, I got humbled. I realized I, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I'm not that great. I need God in my life. It's true. I'm thinking of Paul the Apostle. This is, this is the true story in the book of Acts. Paul the Apostle, uh, he was a persecutor of the church. Before he was Paul, his name was Saul. And he persecuted Christians. He was against Christianity. And he put Christians in prison, and he came against them. And he wanted to stop the spread of Christianity. This was Saul. And the Bible says he was on his way to Damascus to get more orders to put more Christians in jail. And on his way, you could read it in Acts chapter 9, I believe it is. You could read it. And as he's on this way on a horse, he's high on this horse, and he thinks he's got it all together. And the Bible says that a bright light comes out of nowhere and knocks him off his high horse. See, God sometimes will humble you. I, I'd rather be humbled than get humbled. Knocks him off his horse, and God speaks to him and says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Paul says, or Saul says to him, Lord, uh, who are you? And he says, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, who you're persecuting. Remember, they were persecuting the church of God, and Jesus took it personal. When you come against my church, you come against me. And he told Saul, he, and Saul said to him, Lord, what must I do? He goes, I'll tell you what you're going to do. And for three days, he's blinded, can't see, he's in pain, can't see, he's fasting. And God speaks to him in that moment. See, even in his pain, God gave him a revelation. Are you hearing me? And he becomes the apostle Paul, and he wrote one-third of the New Testament that we read today. In his painful moment, he became closer to God than ever before. Sometimes pain will cause us to get close. I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, uh, we're into pain. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying that God will use tragedy many times to draw us close to him. And I'm saying he causes the tragedy. I'm saying he causes the, everything to, for our good. How many understand that? Uh, no matter what, he can cause it for our good. The Bible talks about another young man by the name of Joseph. In chapter thir- uh, chapter, Genesis chapter 39, and Joseph, the Bible says, uh, he, he, is, uh, he gets a dream that he's going to be great and he's going to be awesome, but we know that his brothers are jealous of him. And the Bible said they throw him in a pit, they're about to kill him, and then they sell him into slavery, and he ends up being a slave in Potiphar's house. And so here he is, he's been uh, uh, rejected by his family, he's been sold into slavery. Talk about betrayal, talk about a painful moment in your life. Your own brothers sell you out. Then he's in prison, or not in prison, but he's in serving there as a slave, and Potiphar's wife, she's got the, you know, the hots for him and all this, and he runs away from her, and then she accuses him of raping her, but of course that's a lie, and he ends up in jail. For something he didn't do. Now, I'm saying all of this to just tell you the pain and the agony of being uh, rejected by your family, being put in prison for something you didn't do. All of these things, and yet the Bible says, the scripture, I'm going to read you the scripture. I love, I love what it says here in, in the book of, uh, um, uh, let me read the scripture. Let me go down to the verse of scripture that I want to show you here with Joseph here. Uh, Joseph 
or Genesis 39, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So despite all the pain, despite being in prison, the Bible said God was with him. Can I tell you, sometimes God may be silent, but he's not absent. The Bible said God was still with him despite the pain, despite the turmoil. In your pain and your turmoil, God's still with you. I said God is still with you. Some of you need to hear that. You're not forsaken. He may seem silent, but he's not absent. And we know the story. The Bible said God turned all that for the good. And Joseph went from the pit, from the prison to the palace. And he'd become the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. And even Joseph said, God, what they meant for evil, God meant it for good. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good. If we'll trust God in our pain, we'll hear his voice. We can say, God, you know what? What the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.